Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Floorhammer podcast, the light take on the grim dark. I'm David Pettit and it's a new year. It's 2022. So in the now tradition of New Year, New Me, we've gone for New Year, New Me, new episode. But the same old bozo co-host, it's Rich O'Keefe. <laughs> hey, Rich. Hey, Dave. Thanks. How was Wait. your Christmas? Good? Yeah, it was right. period? Good, 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 good. Uh, I should carry on and say that we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Floorhammer Podcast. Our website, floorhammerpodcast.com and our Instagram handle at floorhammer underscore podcast. We're going to start having to put in all, all our uh, own hashtags and at signs, aren't we, eventually? No, no, I don't think we need to bother. What you need to do is you need to do some kind of... Is there an audio version of Bitly so you can just get all that nonsense out the you know out the way at the start well i tell you what there would be there would be a pre-recorded section which i could just switch <laughs> into the episode every every week that's far too organized yeah yeah exactly exactly but uh and, and we need sponsors as well we've got to put the sponsor section at the start yeah as i need well, to get so. onto skillshare and squarespace and all those other oh. ones that you see all the time <laughs> fat mats <laughs> hard pass oh man i miss the independent characters yeah, not that advert. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, anyway, what have we got coming up uh, today? We are new show, new year, same format. Why yes. change it if it ain't broken? Uh, we're going to go with some <laughs> hobby progress with a, approximately a month since we last recorded, taking a break over Christmas. We might have uh, quite a bit to quite a bit to chat through. Uh, or, or not in my case. War not in your case, yes. Uh, GW have been pretty busy during that period. As well, um, I've managed to get a game in. Oh, managed to get a game ooh. in. You know and what? You know what? I saw you had a game. You got a game in before you even told me about it. Did you? Was it the power of social media? Uh, the, it was the power of YouTube. Was it? Wow! Did I not even was, mention it before it was... that? That was rubbish. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. It was the one versus Bill. Yeah, yeah, it was the one. I saw you. Yeah, I saw you on the channel. I, I didn't. Know you gone on there i was like oh it's rich <laughs> it was like come over anyway and we're going to dive in with the topic as we jump on the bandwagon that is everyone setting their hobby goals for 2022 except we're not really jumping on the bandwagon because we are being pretty flexible with our hobby goals again this year and i think that uh, uh hey. we can resoundingly say it was succeeded last year oh yeah yeah on the most part i mean we're, we're not jumping on the bandwagon because we do do this every year oh do we start uh, it, some would say yeah, some some would say we are trendsetters. Um, sure. Others would certainly not, considering we've only been doing the podcast for, what, three years now? Coming up four, man. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I can't remember my own birthday, <laughs> let alone this. Enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh, just just get to 100 and take it from there. Um, but uh, <laughs> And hobby tips. I've actually got a hobby tip this week. Mm. Check me out. This is the new Dave. It, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a one-off. You'll be back to doing hobby tips next year. <laughs> or next next episode, I should say. We're certainly not just recording this in December. We're, we're, we're not, actually. We're genuinely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's just dive straight in then, Dave, and you can hit us with the next 30 minutes of your hobby progress. It's not going to be 30 minutes, because I actually took a break off uh, from hobby over Christmas, Fair ironically, because that's when everyone sort of picks it back up. But uh, no, I had a bit of a uh, blast at the end of last year. Oh, I was didn't doing, you? Goodness me. Yeah, I was, do I was doing models every week. 
Um, so yeah, no, I, t- I took I took uh, my foot off the gas. That was an awful American accent. That was terrible. But, uh, gist. Several of our listeners are now mortally offended and won't tune back in. I tell you what it was because I started off in English uh, <laughs> and then tried to switch to an American accent halfway through the word. Nope. Um, so uh, yeah, well, what did I do? Uh, end of last year. Uh, technically, when I was st- still in 2021, uh, I was working on the Sword Brethren. Okay. So I finished those off. Uh, a few pictures. I don't know if I actually have taken a picture up for Instagram, but they are finished. Uh, I was halfway through doing them last episode. Uh, they are in the display cabinet, and I have been working on some very special models. Oh, yes. Uh, including some centurions. I have given some assault centurions the glow up that they oh so needed i mean look dave i despise those models normally but um <laughs> it pains me to agree that yours actually look really good <laughs> I, I yeah i thank you thank you i should say uh sure. without just saying yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah i know totally yeah they they looked super stubby i i still really like the old centurion models the only issue that i have is now that Primaris are out, they look small compared to Primaris mm. sort of normal tactical marines or n- normal Primaris marines, I should say. Um, I really liked Centurions when they first came out and they were bigger than the Firstborn, so it worked back then. Uh, so I followed um, a YouTube tutorial. Uh, I think it was Jack of Clubs, I think right. was the, the name of the channel that I was following. Uh, essentially, you just take some of the siege drills, which I was not going to use. Uh, first sort of centurions i was not going to use the siege drills so i did have the spare part um and you just extend the leg using that part and there was a load of other snips to do and mm-hmm. i had to improvise a few bits uh bought myself a hobby saw actually oh nice yeah um ne- never had a hobby saw before and it, it worked really well for this uh but yeah it, it, it's all eventually come out um and it did include some third-party printed parts, which I've never done before. Mm. I will hold hold my hand up and say I've never used 3D printed parts before. I don't usually like the idea of using third-party... Uh, well, I don't like the idea of using third-party models. Third-party bits I can get behind. Um, yep. I took the liberties with having whole arms on this one, but they were yep. built in. So what I've used are some power fists and lightning claws. Uh, yes. Originally designed for Vanguard veterans, I believe. Uh, but they had um, been scaled up by a very good friend of mine and colleague and co-host uh, <laughs> that has access to 3D printing materials and uh, CAD-CAM uh, software. Uh, so you scaled up the these arms and they fitted my centurions and i like to say they've come out very well i think they look really good so good that they've changed my opinion on centurions dave i mean that's that's a big turnaround man it is it is i mean this is this is contrast 2.0 it's not no 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 no, nothing compares to my immediate (laughs) pivot on contrast this has taken this has taken like 10 12 years to come round. yeah (laughs) um but no 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 it's 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 uh they've, they've come out really well um, and I will be using them in some games coming up. But hey, they're Assault Centurions. How are they going to survive? Well, I'll tell you how, because they're Black Templars and they get a five-up invun across the entire board. But yes, it's quite strong. They do need some 
Yeah, they do need. I haven't used it yet, actually. I've, I've been using the other ones because it's been it's been strong. It's but, been too uh, strong. No, I, I. Yeah, and also everything you see, every single game you see, uh, people are using it for oh, okay. good reason because a five up in van across the board and mini transhuman is ridiculously good oh yeah right every model do both and it's yeah it becomes obnoxious yep yep your redemptors getting in fun save your land raider crusaders getting in fun save (laughs) um but yes uh where was i yeah how are you going to transport them across the board well ladies and gentlemen i have built myself a repulsor crusader what now so this is a uh, well when a land raider crusader and a repulsor love each other very much <laughs> nope nope <laughs> or or one drives a bit too fast can't slow down and drives completely into the other one they sort of melge melge they uh, meld together uh, to perform to perform god i'm not drunk believe me mm. uh, uh they 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 form a uh, repulsor crusader which uh, essentially is the repulsor with um some uh, assault launchers the widened hips uh, or widened legs to fit the assault ramp, the Land Raider assault ramp in between uh, with some hurricane bolters and the assault cannons on top. So it essentially has the exact same footprint as the Land Raider Crusader. Right. Looks like a Land Raider Crusader, but has the uh, the grab fields uh, or the repulsor fields, whatever they're called, the grab plates yeah. um, of the repulsor. So... It's used... come out a lot better than I thought. And you used the top of the repulsor, right, to do all that work on. The, the main hull is the repulsor, so it also has the added yes. benefit of actually, you know, going together and staying in one piece, unlike the ancient Land Raider <laughs> kit. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, the, the, there were there was um, plastic putty involved. Oh, it's got to be a bit. Uh, it's it's not as it's hard to explain because because I was cutting bits and hacking bits apart. The sides didn't fit the hull or the chassis completely, and I don't know whether that was the kit or the fact that I'd been messing around with it. Um, so it might still have the same issues as the Land Raider. So you never know. You never know. But yeah, no, it's 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 come out super well. I've if I were to do it again, I'd move the um, Hurricane Bolters back uh, about a centimetre to cover up. Uh, there's like a, um, a stairwell a stairwell or some stairs on the side of the repulsor. Uh, I'd probably move it back to cover those. But overall, um, it's coming out really well because it's still a work in progress. I've um, I've done all of the armour. I've done the chippings. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm still, still working on the details now. So I've done the decals and I just need to start weathering up a bit more as well. So uh, yeah, it's... It's getting there. I'll take a I'll take a work in progress shot. Yeah, man, you've done a really good job. We were talking about it before you started it, and I thought it was a bold endeavor, but you've uh, absolutely pulled it off. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's not my original idea. It's, it was my idea to explore the options, um, but I found that someone had already done it and listed quite a quite an in depth tutorial on how he did it. Oh, that's good. Um, I did make again. I did make a few changes just based on my perception of how it should look. Um, I can't. Sorry, I can't remember the name of the uh, the website. It was like a blogspot thing that I was following. Um, 
But yeah, it it's the fact that it comes out in almost the exact same footprint as the old um, Land Raider means that it's not really modelled for advantage. It's more yes. modelled for theming, um, which which I can always get behind. Yeah, it looks cool and isn't giving you an advantage or disadvantage. That's an absolute win-win. Yeah, unlike all my banners across the army, which are giving me disadvantage. Ah, you'll be all right. Um, <laughs> it was the game against Chef. And he's like, the only bit I can see is this banner, so I'm going to shoot them. I was like, oh, great. I mean, Vanilla Marines, kids. That's how you get away with it. Uh, and last but not least, uh, I have been working on my Primaris Chaplain on bike. That's not his... So... Come on, Dave. Give, give, him his, give him his correct title, please. Well, the way I'm running him is the Primaris Slaplin. Slaplin? <laughs> oh, he's, uh, he's so he's silly. absolute beast. So this comes with the caveat of the Black Templars are not... Uh, their theme, to me personally, is now not a melee army. Uh, right, yeah. They are a tanking army. Um, they are really, really survivable as a chapter compared to other chapters. Um, yeah. Think of it as like uh, the the sort of Death Guard equivalent of uh, their normal Chaos Space Marines, but with all of the disgusting resilience, the toughness, etc., 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 they become really hard to kill. That's yeah. exactly the same for the Templars. They've got vows. They've got uh, litanies. They've got uh, relics that all make them um, ridiculously hard to kill either individuals or uh, units so um, he is very much the same I've called him um, the primary slaplin because what I'll be doing is I'll be uh, tooling him up with warlord traits um, to send him out and smash stuff uh, but I'm also giving him the relic the relic that took us both uh, back when it re- just flat out reduces all damage to one so you stick that on a chaplain with uh, an extra wound on a bike with his extra toughness. Yeah, it's really And then all damage is one. Yeah, he, he becomes very good in combat as well. So, uh, yeah, I think, I gave, I think I've given him Iron Resolve and then some of the litanies that he uses to can buff himself and uh, other units. So, yeah, he, he is very good. And he's going to be my third H2 choice does nice. mean that in some games i will be dropping the emperor's champion um, but controversial honestly man. in the few games that i've used him he's not been great probably just a misplay from me uh, <laughs> i mean trying to fight an orc battle wagon was probably his first mistake well yeah i mean that that was last ditch but uh, no the other games that i've played with him he's not really gone against characters he's been a right. complete blender against um units but the chap an extra chaplain with uh, the litanies and yeah. the lack of killing uh, or the, the the lack of um, stopping power from the opposition if they if they're fighting him i think i think he just brings a bit more to the table but not theming not theming always bring the embers champion if you want to go for a themed for sure themed list but yeah did you did you have a, a timer running because that was that was my hobby progress it was it was good it wasn't 30 minutes like i predicted but it was uh, it was it was no. strong Yes, I mean, uh, admittedly, most of it came at the end of last year, but uh, no, I've been working on a few things recently. That's fine, man. Bit of a break, a refuel, and off you go. Exactly. So yeah, I I've had a busy time since we last uh, recorded. I mentioned mm. before I was doing that uh, city board build on the commission job, and it was getting closer and closer to the end of the year, and I needed to get on with it. Um, so a final push. Uh, got me over the line 
it was an enormous uh, project when I look back at it, uh, making, you know, uh, eight board tiles and scatter terrain and walls and a crash thunderhawk and a cathedral and, and, and it was quite a lot going on. So it, it came out well, it came, came out, out well. really well. It got dispatched and arrived um, with the client and they're happy. So with nice, nice way to cap off the, the year of hobby uh activities uh but it gave me also a bit of time to get on with some of my own projects which is nice so over the christmas period i only did my own uh, projects didn't do anything that was uh, commission based so i've begun the great revamping of the age of sigmar board so i mentioned i mentioned this before uh revamping it in order to sell it and uh, <laughs> says he's doing his own hobby does it to sell it <laughs> no no this is this is it's a board i built for myself wasn't it and i've decided to move it on so i've kept all the terrain pieces and i have taken the modularity that was there i.e., the, the places where you slot things um and mm-hmm. uh, i've gone and filled them all in with some sculptor mold homemade so plaster and uh filler mixture to kind of reshape the land so that it's a lot more flat areas for somebody else to be able to put scatter items and things on it terraforming yes a bit of terraforming um to touch (laughs) it up and i've rebuilt the city wall out of foam bricks this time so our friend ian um cut me some on a proxon hot wire cutting table which is very fancy i mean he's he's okay at cutting bricks isn't he did you see the uh do you see that bridge yeah he's he's a bit good with the foam isn't he that that bridge though that bridge is insane and the windmill he made yeah yeah i mean check check it out it's uh white shark gaming i think is his tag yes on instagram um but, uh, so yes some some brilliant terrain projects he's got going he's on it big time um and he helped me out with some some bricks so i've been making the walls which has been great because uh it's it's filling in the gaps that i had there previously and it will look nice and complete when it's done so it'll really and i've i've remod i've made up for my mistakes the first time those walls as we you know you played a game on the table the walls were way too mm-hmm. high uh, the city was massively separated from the outside i was i was going to say it's very much a board that just was cut in two yeah it, it, it that was that was my only core i mean it looked fantastic and the walls were the correct height for the look uh yeah for the look but in in game terms it was a bit um oppressive yeah so i've actually done them as ruined walls so that i can have some low sections um so there's infantry and things can hop over the wall in a in a in a a, a you know several sections along the wall. there's a breach point on basically every board section um so you can move legless did not bring it down he did not he did not. It looked like Saruman went to town on this place, mate. Like, this, <laughs> it's proper wrecked. But it, it, it really does look good uh, now that it's coming together. So I'm very happy to to be working on getting that finished. Um, and just, I built and, and, and prepped so much 40k terrain. So I mentioned before that I sold off all of my Cities of Death stuff from the early 2000s and revamped it into the new kits um, so I've been building those, and they—I do, like, do like those new kits. Oh my god, they're so clever! They're so clever how they go together. The guy who's designed them—it's one person who's designed their entire 40k terrain range. Dude's a genius. Everything goes with everything, and it's so good how it all goes together. And I've done them as non-glued together layers, so that I can either spread them out across the board or stack them up because they all stack together perfectly because they're on that—you know—they've got those columns and walls. Uh, layout everything can go on top of everything is it like and hear me out is it like stacking really useful boxes where they stack but they sort of click together but they're easy to remove yes 
So on the inside right. of each of those hexagonal columns that you've wear, the octagonal columns actually that are on the kits, there's a recess mm-hmm. at the bottom and then there's a bump on the floor tiles and the top of the walls and the top of anything so that it can stack up together. And it's relative. I mean, it won't take a massive knock, but it's not going to fall apart during a game. Way more stable than the zone right, tile okay, stuff. Right, okay, that, that was my next question. How, yeah. how sturdy in game terms is it? Yeah, no, it's very good. And then I had some Christmas money burning a hole in my pocket and I went into my local GW shop and uh, I only went in to, to do an exchange and to pick up one other little thing. And then the salesman that is the guy who runs the shop, you know, forced me, forced me, <laughs> forced me to purchase the now out of production uh, Vertigus terrain box set. That is Ooh, the that, that, is that the, must have been a hard sell. It was a hard sell. Was it? Where... Was it? Rich, have you seen this? Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> it was. It was. Hey, what terrain boxes do you have in stock that you can't buy anymore? This one, I'll take it. Is how it went, pretty much. <laughs> um, because you can't get that one anymore. It's the one with the. I don't know what they call it. Some stupid like choir something. It's the big storage tower. It has the giant aquila on the top of it that they only did in that box set. Um, it's the new stuff from um, when Indomitus came out, and Ooh, I, d- I don't know. Which I'll one have to send you a picture. The only the only one that I I can think of is the big um, Aquila cannon. No, from, no, it's not quite like a few that. Years back, it, it fits in the pipelines terrain, but it's the only place you can get it. So you know that was an instant sell. And I tell you what, that terrain is super good for beginners because they've designed it so that it's all flat panels that lock together at the corner you don't have to glue them now i'm gonna glue them because i want them to be sturdy and and last but you could easily store them as a whole bunch of flat panels and repeatedly put the corners together and they go together in a couple of different ways so it's very very modular um and the the grips that hold the corners together actually really work so i was very impressed with with how well designed that that terrain set was as well and it's so super easy i put the whole big box together in um two evenings of, of sitting down and and working on it because it's not all individual pieces they're large chunks of building walls so they're really user-friendly mm. and of course more terrain um i've got my kill team board on the go so this is the dockyard um i'm onto the weathering stage now which has been a lot of fun uh getting out the old uh ammo mig products to to do some streaks and some rusts and some uh all, all that good stuff um and uh, really really enjoying it and it's going to be a nice little kill team board to play i'm really getting to playing kill team now my brother-in-law and i have played a few games and i'm definitely hooked on the new system it's very very well designed the the rules are written by like a team of lawyers like they're watertight uh but that means that they're very difficult to understand in a few places but once you've played some games and got your head around what they mean by what they've written then it's really good does that mean it's open for interpretation? Though? No, it's not open for interpretation at all. Uh, but right. there are stacking... Con- it's, the, it's the cover that's very complicated. There are stacking conditions of whether you are obscured or in cover or non-visible. Or, and there's a bunch of different phrases and they all mean slightly different things. But I've watched a couple of videos online where they outline it perfectly. And once you play it, it makes sense. But it's written in a way... It just right. looks like legal jargon um right okay so yeah when, when you said when you work out what they mean by what they've written yeah I, I took that as you've interpreted what they've written down but you're saying it's not open for interpretation no it's you not just once understand you understand what they mean i just felt like an idiot reading them i mean we're hey ho <laughs> it, it says something but it doesn't have the bullet points that the 40k rule book has you know the idiot's guide to the 
it's is that is that scary for new players though i think it's gonna be very off-putting for new players i don't think kill team mm, is now the gateway drug to 40k i think it's its own right thing. it's its own thing and it's very it's the other good. way around yeah it's very very good uh, i will do i'll do a big we'll do a rundown on what i think about kill team actually on another show because um i think it's uh they've really really done something great with it we'll play a game as well Ooh, yes. i'll uh, i'll dig out the uh the hellgast scions nice yes definitely that's got to happen and uh more personal projects i started building some adeptus titanicus models so i want to add these to my Ooh. epic collection um cause remember i said i'm not going to 3d print things from the epic um collection that gw make models for because that doesn't seem right to me as you kind of alluded to as well um i will mm-hmm. i will buy the official models so i bought some equestorus knights um nice. are... i really like the idea of titanicus I just need someone to sit down and play a game. The, pro- the my problem is I don't get to play games often, and yes. when I get to play a game, I'd rather play forty k. You'd rather play something you know, right? I'd, I, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. rather. Yeah, I, I don't have anyone to uh, sort of play regularly, so I can try out different yeah. games. No, so I mean, I mean, these are going into the epic um, project at the moment, but they're so dinky. Mm. They're so cute. They're just taller than a terminator i think yeah that, that was the models. comparison so they're, wasn't it? they're really cute little things really fiddly put together but they're very cool models and i've got kind of, kind of getting kind of hooked on that and i've got some more terrain in the works for that game um and then now i'm back on the commission work so i'm hammering out that warehouse uh that i talked about before and hopefully we'll have sure. some uh pictures to update i've been having some fun with uh signage uh, because it's a warehouse, so I, uh, I've got. I'm making sure that Necromunda Health and Safety have taken things very seriously. As in, it's Necromunda, so there's hazard stripes everywhere. Um, there's going to be, um, and yeah, I found some. I've found some pretty hilarious safety signs that I plan to, I plan to dot around the place because uh, nobody wants to get sued for a work-related accident in Necromunda. Slash, no <laughs> one cares, but that's not the point. <laughs> But yeah, it's been keeping me pretty busy, so I've uh, got a lot to look forward to, and uh, we'll get on to what that entails in the, the goals part of the section. But uh, we, we, can't, we, can't, uh, we can't not talk about what uh, the boys and girls at GW have been up to over the last month, because I think they've been busier, Dave, which surprised nobody. Well, yeah, I mean, Christmas time for fans of uh, the various Games Workshop products is always a big occasion because uh, all of the Christmas box sets come out, uh, the new ideas come out, Some uh, they've been doing the Advent uh, yep. rumor engine, um, which again they did this year um, and revealed some of the um, stuff that have come out in the last week or two actually. Or at least uh, previewed in the last week or two. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's start off with uh, some hangovers right at the start of the year, and they've actually gone on pre-order this week. That's the Gene Stealer Cult and Custodes Codexes. So these were the delayed codexes from uh, December. They've been moved to January. Uh, I can't remember why. Maybe production issues. Um, but from the looks of it, and from the absolute hype that I've seen on uh, online battle reports, the Gene Stealer cults especially uh, yeah. have had their fortunes completely changed around, but not in a completely obtuse way in the terms of uh, Admech or Drukari. Right. Yeah, that 
yeah <laughs> there were some problems there weren't there yeah yeah they they got a bit um a bit too good but uh no especially talking to chef from tabletop tactics who's had obviously the preview copies he is absolutely loving it so they they've got uh, a few new rules obviously it's an eighth edition codex that's been bought into ninth edition so with that comes all of the nice um jubblies i'm talking about both uh both sets of codexes the custodies as well um but the gene stealer cults uh, have access to a new super doctrine uh, called crossfire which uh, looks ca- looks cool it was it was previewed in uh, a warhammer community article a few mm. weeks ago uh, check that out because i can't remember off the top of my head and i don't want to mislead people um and vice versa the super doctrine for the custodies is that they have stances which almost remind me of doctrines for space marines in in the sense of uh they chop and change each turn and for a turn they get bonuses oh okay Um, so i think one of them is is that uh whenever they advance uh they don't count as moving for shooting all their weapons and that sort of thing oh wow okay they can have that in the first round Uh, i believe you can choose which ones rather than um oh, devastator okay yeah, tactical yeah. assault uh for the space marines um but yeah it's uh i think i've, I've forgotten the name of them it's got i mean you, you've seen the custodies codex they've got all sorts of weird obtuse sort of latin names um oh. so i can't remember the exact name of them but uh, i'll call them fighting stances sounds good enough to me mate <laughs> No, it sounds really good, and uh, it, it's 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 good to be getting more of a feed of codexes now. Hopefully, two a month mm. or two at a time can be something they sustain uh, to catch us up. I mean, this year's got to be the release of all the codexes, right? We can't be waiting another. Yeah, I mean, we we've had a few reveals and we've had a few um, rumors flying, but uh, from the reveal front, it looks like Tau and Eldar are coming out next. Not necessarily in either order. Uh, not necessarily together, um, but they look like they, I think uh, it's been officially announced that they are the next two sets of codexes, nice. um, as well as the Codex Space Marines as well. So, uh, yeah, they're all coming out uh, within a few months. Codex so. Space Marines? You mean Chaos Space Marines? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Chaos Space Good, Marines. Were... Codex Space <laughs> I Marines. I was like, I'm not sure if Dave has made a mistake and said Codex Space Marines instead of Chaos Space Marines. <laughs> or GW are bringing out Codex Space Marines, and I just missed it um, because. Would you put it past? Them? No, absolutely not. They've had they've had Codex Space Marines out for like a year in the past before a new one came out. So no, I wouldn't yeah, put it past. That is true. Them. That is true. But uh, yes, yeah, so could you imagine? Thank could you God. Imagine? Well, you could, could you imagine? I mean, to be fair, I'd be on that same thing. Of do they really need a new Codex? But no, it's uh, thank God is all I can say. Just. A for the gene stealer cults because they were significantly underpowered, um, and the custodians have been brought up to ninth edition as well. Yeah, but thank God that Tau, Eldar, and Chaos are coming out next because they are some armies in need of some help. Yeah, um, Tau can get away with one playstyle at the moment um, to an extent. Uh, the rest of the data sheets I'm led to believe are absolute horse crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> although that railgun, that new railgun oh. though, super sweet. Oh, if you haven't checked out the new railgun stats, please do. The ultimate weapon in the galaxy 
um, is is back and it's back with a bang. And I love it because that's what Tau rail guns are. They are scary and it they're meant be. to be scary. They used to and be they terrifying. Are the ultimate tank. Yeah. Yeah, they're the ultimate tank killer. They used to be strength 10, uh, AP 1. Uh, oh, God, I can't even remember the stats for them. AP 1 being uh, it went through all types all armor. of armor, including one up armor. You didn't get an armor save. Um, no. So uh, yeah, it was it was it was scary, and I'm glad they've brought it back because I hope people well people are going to be spamming hammerheads now, but yeah. I hope that um, something can be done about dialing that back slightly. Well, they can take three. Uh, having well, yeah, but three of those shots scary. Um, having said that, tie up a hammerhead in combat, and it's, u- it's useless. useless. Yeah, it's useless. And then you can shoot back into you. It's got the submunitions, which I think is a stratagem now. Nice. Um, the submunitions shot, which is a complete um, horde killer. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather they shoot that into my one unit in front of them that I want them to shoot it into than something than, uh, else. Taking yeah. out all my back backline tanks. And they also get a new model as well, aren't they, Dave? This has they got you are. quite excited. It is. Dark Strider. I actually quite like the old model. I know it's I fine cast. I yeah, know it's you can't odds it always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I quite like the old model, but the new Dark Strider with his little baby drones, so it's cute. really good. It's a really good model. <laughs> it is, yeah. Just I, I said this. I said this off air. Like Tau are always in my heart. They were my first forty k army. Um, yep. They were my first forty k army, sort of proper. Um, yeah, proper. Back collection. when I, yeah. Back, back when I um, came back. Um, aside from Tanith, the Gaunt's Ghosts, to an extent, uh, and and they, they've always got a place in my heart. I'll always go back to them one day, maybe this year, maybe this year. Stick around for the uh, the hobby goals, but um, yeah, it's it, it, I I like the fact that they are getting some love, and uh, yeah, if if Dark Strider is the first of um, maybe one or two new units even if they don't i just love the tower range yeah i think they're gonna uh, but then I, I don't i don't like the uh, alien auxiliaries so yeah oh, they, well. they, they leave a bit to be desired and talk about aliens we might as well just keep rolling on through with uh mm. what's really ticked the internet off uh this week it should be a segment on our show what's angered the internet this week it's the <laughs> news of the eldar release that they've been clamoring for for donkey's years they're not happy with what they got but I am well, I freaking cool. I, yeah, Quite... they're, they're happy with what they've got. The problem is people are so close-minded, they think that that's all they're getting. Um, it's crazy, isn't so, it? Well, I mean, if, if we just list off what they're getting. List off what they're um, getting. Yeah, so rangers, bike Brilliant. rangers, yeah. guardians, and a new autark, which seems to be multi-pose, multi-weapon. Yeah, which, looks great. Uh, it looks really good. And in fact, the article that came out today, uh, that's Monday the 10th, um, shows the uh, the new different options for the Autark, including bare head, because leaders need no helmet. Exactly. Exactly. Because faith in the Emperor. Wait, hang on. Um, but no, the new dual bike rangers, like, uh, they look a bit like the Skyweavers from um, yeah, exactly. uh, Harlequins. But uh, this is the Eldar equivalent or the they called the eldari eldari yeah yeah um they look fantastic and if those and the new guardians that they've uh, also revealed are the way that the eldar are going 
it's just they're they're essentially just a glow up, which yeah. is good because exactly I know a lot of Eldar players that love the old models, but they just want them to be modernized. Yeah, modernized. Yes, yeah, they're they're wonderful um, models. They're you know the they're the they're the, the best work of Jess Goodwin coming up with all the Eldar stuff. Uh, mm. it, it can't be made better as in conceptually all they can do is tart it up which is exactly what they've done so yeah, yeah. very excited by seeing what comes next and uh i won't be berating gw because i've uh you know come to the conclusion that they might not just be it <laughs> yeah the well I, I think well the, no in fact there was an article that said that wasn't it yeah they've specifically um, said like people, more is people coming, don't guys, read calm down Pe- people look at the pictures people don't read, read one line yeah straight in the comments smash 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 my hands on the keys yeah I mean, there's a reason there's a TLDR section in the rulebook, um, because 40k yeah. players do not read. No, no, they've got a load of stuff coming out. The Striking Scorpions are the ones that are really taking my interest, because oh, come on. I I mean, who those. doesn't like a predator? I want them warp spiders, man. Yeah, I can't remember if they were... I don't know. Just, just warp not... spiders. Warp spiders that look like the Dawn of War intro. Exactly, that's what I want. Chef's kiss. Right, so we won't delve into detail because there's nothing actually new here, but there are some box sets uh, that are out. Uh, they are the new combat patrols uh, for mm-hmm. existing armies. So we've got Custodes, Tau, Genes Dealer Cults, Thousand Sons, and Grey Knights, uh, and they all look in... really good. Yeah, and interestingly, uh, Custodes, Genes Dealer Cults, Thousand Sons, and Grey Knights are the last four codexes released, mm-hmm. and they've also released the Tau combat patrol, which could mean that it is next. Yeah. Um, so just, just reading into it. Yeah, no, it's really good to get in some get in some good 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 value um and well set up box sets there. And on the subject of yep. box sets, are you gonna be pre ordering, Dave, the re release oh, of the no. I mean it's Black Ten Plus, so you've got to complete that collection. It is. Are you are you <laughs> buying the re release of the third edition box set? No, no, I am not I, I respect people that love nostalgia. I mean, maybe if they did a uh, re-releasing the Tomb Kings army set, I might, uh, <laughs> I might consider it. Oh my god, we're but, on episode uh, ninety-one, and you're still crying about the Tomb Kings. <laughs> uh, but no, no, uh, yeah, it's I, I nostalgia's not for me. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. They they look stumpy. The Dark Elder look. No, I'm not even going to go down that road. Even when I started the hobby, yeah. and I thought this hobby looks cool. Look at all these cool models. What the hell are those? They look rubbish. <laughs> Has always been my thoughts about the Dark Eldar, so that ain't going to change. Uh, your opinion, not the opinion my of opinion. the podcast, except it is. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I mean, this this is this is a lot of this is a lot of Xenos and non-space marine stuff coming out. So uh, where's the partition? Yeah, where's the participation cake for the uh, the the Primaris Marines? Uh, and that would be the Primaris Ancients. Because of course, yep. I, I say that would be there's there's two models, uh, the first yeah. of which being the Primaris Ancient that uh, has come out, uh, complete now with power sword. So essentially, the old Primaris Ancient has dropped his gun, picked up a power sword, and Bob's your uncle. He's good to go, yeah. And also the Gravis Captain, uh, which is good. These are two models that were in Dark oh, Imperium. So they were in Dark Imperium, and now they're actually out as their own new individual things he's got the teeth of terror dave he has a two-handed chainsword he has my favorite relic of all time <laughs> you do love that relic um yeah so he, good he does i didn't realize he was in imperium uh these are these imperium, the exact yes. imperium models uh no they're not they're, they're re-sculpts uh, he was the chonky ones remember that everyone was laughing at right yes because was I very barrel chested, imperium is in the the newsletter Dark or not the newsletter Dark the um 
catalog. Yes, yes, yes. I, I get yes, you. Yes. Yeah. So you're, when you're, I was referring to the guy that's dropped his gun and picked up the yes. power sword, that was the guy I was referring to, the Dark Imperium yeah. one. Yes, the new Gravis Captain looks freaking awesome. Very dynamic, yeah. very uh, new Star Games Workshop. I love it a lot. And last, 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 finally, but not least, the store birthday model of the new Inquisitor in plastic, which looks really cool. His name mm. is Erasmus Unpronounceable. And uh, <laughs> I see third. that you... I see that you have already enjoyed the photoshopping because he's got his sword stabbed in the ground. You've already enjoyed the photoshopping yes. of Helbrecht's sword cleaner um, put <laughs> onto this guy. Oh, that guy. That guy travels. That guy travels he gets around everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, he does. Uh, but... <laughs> someone, someone did him trying to clean the blood off Angron's axes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's got his work cut out for him. Yeah. And it's it's an it's. <laughs> Another big plus for how GW are handling these is uh, you they are store birthday models. You go down to your store to get them, uh, which is great to celebrate your store's birthday. If you can't do that, there is going to be window for ordering them on a made-to-order basis that's slower delivery. So the scalpers can go do one um, and mm-hmm. everyone can get access to the, the, the model they might want to collect. So that's pretty awesome. Local, local scalpers can do one. Yeah, sorry, your local scalpers <laughs> can do one. Yeah. No, because you've got to show their face. Yeah, it's true. Right. So I won't dive into details of um, my game uh, because it was uh, versus Bill uh, from Warzone. Oh, we're moving on to the game now. Yes, we're moving on to the game. News news flash. We're moving on to the game. (laughs) (laughs) I just jumped ahead. We're rusty. Yeah, exactly. This this is all going to stay in. This is all staying in. Uh, I played the game versus Bill. Um, you can go watch it on his YouTube channel, Warzone Morlock, which you probably pretty all much know by now. Uh, it was an absolute cracking game. Um, my Death Guard versus his Necrons, so green on green. Uh, we played an open war game, uh, which I'll get onto in the, the hobby goals, talk about open war. Um, but for me, this is, is the interesting. one uh, for me to play. Yeah, uh, Bill and I both enjoyed playing the game uh, because it was it was nice and simple and we just had fun with it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was there was some brutal roles in there uh, and some some loss of sanity by at least one of us. So uh, go check it out. But uh, good good fun times, and it capped off the year nicely because I, I wanted to get back into doing more games last year and definitely managed it. Uh, you know, post post pandemic and the year before that, uh, didn't play yeah. many games. It was it was much better to get more games in last year and uh, aim to be doing so again. Yeah, it's open open war is 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 interesting. Because I don't think I've played any open war games. I think every single ninth edition game that I've played has all been uh, matched play, as in we've played with the secondary objectives and all that sort of jazz. Yes. So uh, yeah, open war is is interesting. It's very much just pure forty k of two armies facing each other. The the objectives can be quite the, quite a twist on things, but you are just focusing on one thing, which is is what I like. So yeah, yes, right, Dave. We are now going to move on to the topic section. Is that okay? It is okay. It was a very Good. quick game section. We probably didn't even need to uh, sort of bracket it, but um, yes. Topic. What have we got for this topic? I'll tell you what we've got for this topic because I've got it written in front of me. It is. Should we just cast this as a practice and just release episode 92 and hope no one notices? Um, Oh my God. Yes. 
is our hobby goals for 2022. So we do this every year. Um, <laughs> you say that with such enthusiasm as well. I know. We do this every year. So uh, regular listeners of the show will remember, of course, you remember every single episode without fail. Uh, Absolutely. Our old ones. I was in the middle of moving house. So my hobby goals went straight down the yep. drain. Having said that, I did pick them with that in mind. Um, and then since then, I've had baby number two. I have since moved house. And uh, yeah, there we go. So hopefully now that he is coming up, God, he's almost a year old. Yeah, that's not. Um, no, no. no, don't mention things like that, Dave. Don't need reminders of the passage of time. Let's swiftly move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, God, time does fly. But uh, yeah, now that he is um, well and truly a kid um and i have moved into a new house i have time for hobby again as you have been listening over the last few months so mm. my hobby goals can be a bit more uh i mean they're still gonna be a bit fluid but they're a bit more set in stone these days uh, rather than everything up in the air because i didn't know what was happening in terms of life at the yep. uh, start of 2021 so more of a jelly so, consistency then Yes, the viscosity has increased. Um, yeah, I still remember my uh, A-level science. So, uh, yeah, what, what are we on to? My first goal, first goal, first goal, first goal. I want to finish my Black Templars in a way that I can field several lists. So this is a very easy goal for me because I've almost done it. So <laughs> That's I set... the best goal to set yourself on. You're almost done. Well, I mean, who says when they need to be completed? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, no this is my first goal. Um, essentially, I only need to paint sort of three, four, five units. Um, and then okay. I'll ha- be able to bad. field mm-hmm. four, five, six different types of lists. That's that's, that's the difference. Good. It's 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 being able to chop and change. Obviously, I'll have... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've run out of HQ choices. I've probably got about eight different hq choices lots of different elites lots of different um heavy supports all, all, all that sort of stuff you know all of the different units in 40k which yeah. i'll start to list out for some reason yeah but, um no flyers uh, <laughs> battlefield rolls you know yes <laughs> no fortifications we've talked about this in the past though and there's there's a lot of value if you're going all in on one army like you have done with templars because they're black templars Mm. um there's a lot of value in having these list varieties so that you don't end up playing the same game over and over again you can play the same army and have a lot of variants and um yeah it's definitely worth it if you're going ham on on one list well sorry on one army not one list Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I've got I've got what, three playable armies at the moment. Yet I only really want to play my Templars, partly because I yeah. got a new Codex, but partly because I've got True. different lists that I want to bring out because of the flexibility of having lots of different units. Yeah. I've always been a person. Well, to be fair, I am for other armies, but I've always been the person that builds a list and plays the list, not in a tournamenty way, just. I've built my list. This is what I got into it. This is what I've got in it. And these are the only units that I need to build and paint because yeah. I wasn't, I've, I've always been more of a gamer. I always prefer the game than the hobby side of it. However, I'm getting more into the hobby side and I'm painting up stuff for display rather than painting up stuff to play in my next game. Yeah. So uh, I, th- I think with that mindset change, that's why my, um, my uh, army collection mantra has changed as well it's a good goal 
yeah variety and, and, and feasible as well it's definitely feasible yeah <laughs> uh what, what about you what's, what's what have you got first I'm keeping things super simple, so I'm specifically not going to restrict myself to I'm going to do X, Y, Z as in projects, because I did this, I think, two years ago. Um, if you remember, I had a list of oh, I'm going to complete this army, going to complete this army, going to complete this army, going to complete this, and I never did half of them. I felt miserable at the end of the year that I hadn't done half of them. <laughs> so last year, I think I set myself the finish unfinished projects goal, and then everything was loose after that. But I finished all those unfinished projects. So you did I actually. Can go with, that did, that was impressive with, in itself. I can go with very loose goals this year, and that's specifically to not stress myself out by having this. What is our hobby? Be some sort of like achievement checklist. I don't need that. Yes, personally, yes, some yes. people. I'm, love all, that. I'm all for the bingo board, but um, it's fun. It shouldn't feel but... like a job. Yeah, I'm not very good. It's it's a personal thing because I'm not very good at keeping it just fun. I'm very good at like, well, this is my goal. I've got to stick to this. I must achieve this. I've got to do this. I can't underperform. And it's just not a good, not a good thing for me personally. So going loose this year, we are going play more games. Now, not just play more games of 40k, because that was kind of like what I wanted to do last year to, you know, recover from, you know, months and months of no games. (laughs) I want to do lots of different games. You know, I mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, across last year's show, I've been working on that epic box set project where I've made Epiclips. I've done my 10 millimeter Kings of War. I've done a load of Kill Team stuff. I did AOS, you know, did the board, did some the the, um, Cruel Boys stuff. I want to play more variety of games rather than just playing 40k all the time. Uh, I want to get these games that I've put time and effort into making the stuff for and actually get using them rather than just playing 40k over and over again. So I think that uh, that's going to be a goal this year is to play some variety of games. And, you know, the whole point of me doing a lot of these projects is I've got two or three forces in that project. So if someone wants to play a game of this, they don't have to get into the game in order to play me. I've got the stuff. It's what you've said before about Adeptus Titanicus, actually. You want to go and play with Nick because Nick's got, he's got the legions painted or whatever you know you've got an a versus b and you can play that game without having to get into it uh, to start with so that's definitely a goal this year is to get a lot more of those games under my belt i think i've only used the epic stuff once last year really to like do that sort of thing more i think and uh, not rely as heavily on just always playing 40k again Okay. So that's that's okay. that's my goal is to to do more of those sort of things and be a bit more branching out. So someone says, "Hey, do you want to play a game?" I say, "Yeah, should we play something that's not forty k and see if people are up for it?" I mean, cool. I think I got it when we cracked out the the Space Hulk. We hadn't played Space Hulk for years. We got a few games of that out, and it was great to play something a bit different. Yes, yes, yeah. No, I no, I totally agree. But um, yeah. So your second second goal is uh, not just play 40k on a 40k podcast. Good job, Rich. Uh, yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, anyway, uh, my second goal is something that is a bit of a branch out for me, um, and that is attending a local 40k tournament. Okay. So previously, uh, before I'd moved, I had no idea of the gaming situation in here are these parts. Uh, just outside of Bath, uh, it turns out that it's um, quite alive and well. So although there are next to no games workshops uh, in the local vicinity, apart from Bath, um, so I've been there a few times, um, the the actual tournaments and events and 
communities is very much alive and well down here. Obviously, you've got uh, tabletop tactics down the road. Um, turns out that um, Vanguard tactics are based in Warminster, which is a, about a 20 minute drive for me. Uh, okay. And one of these um, locations is the Manufactorum, which I might have might have mispronounced but i think it's called the 4g manufactorum uh, it's basically down in warminster and they run uh, tournaments every month so i would quite like to go to one nice and uh, they look they look fun they don't seem hardcore um, good, good. and the people that i follow on instagram a few of them go and they all seem like nice players not well for want of a better phrase knobheads <laughs> Which which I'll probably beep out, but um, yeah, it's 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 not something I normally do because I'm not into the competitive scene whatsoever, and I probably still won't take a competitive list. I'll take something with a bit more teeth, but not a competitive list uh, right. to one of these tournaments. Uh, well, d- depending on what the tournament is, obviously, if it's a, a narrative f- sort of fluffy thing, then obviously I won't take a a horrible list but um yeah I, I i've never attended a 40k tournament outside of watch um warhammer world maybe find local players when i've got time on my hands and i can actually journey out um to to play people then maybe i'll m- meet some um, local people as well so it's like tinder for geeks nice nice <laughs> Uh, but yeah, essentially, what I'm doing is is I am trying to replace you guys as my friends. So, I mean, uh, that's fair. That is a, that is a sensible play. I mean, first of yeah, all, I've been trying to do it for years. <laughs> first of all, the tabletop tactics feature. Now this local gaming. Next up, you know, you'll have you'll have somebody else on here doing the recording. Mm. I know when my uh, I know when my time's up, mate. Yes, yes, and and uh, keep keep an eye on the uh, tabletop tactics uh, feed as well because I might be on there uh, again again soon. So uh, looking looking forward to that majorly. So following on from playing more games is to kind of change how I play the game of forty k, and this is kind of this is going to hark back to the whole conversation around open war, uh, etc. I'm going to make sure that I'm playing more narrative uh, and open and open war and simplified games um of 40k oh, okay. so when people say oh do you want to play a game of 40k my default response is yeah do you mind playing open war mainly because i cannot keep in my head all the different things that i need to do during the game uh, when playing with with primaries and secondaries and hold one hold two more than and it being in the command phase rather than in my end of t- it's it's too much for me to do and enjoy the game for what I enjoy 40k being nothing more with it that's interesting okay because that's interesting because I am very much at the moment the other way of I really like secondaries I really like uh, all of the different varieties I like trying to play a different way for my army than I would normally play because mm-hmm. I've got different objectives in mind like i have to do this or i need to stop the other person from doing this so instead of playing the same way with this unit that i do every time i can use them to do something else so um a bit so i guess it's along the same lines of it's a bit more variety yeah but uh, mine's mine's in a constricted environment whereas yours is do what you want yeah i think for me it's just it's about what do i enjoy about the game 
Um, secondaries mm. are great. Like the primary secondary thing uh, for structured games are so much better than the missions and things have been in the past. They are really good. Uh, yes. They're just not for me. Um, okay. It's it's too much to be thinking about in an, 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 an analytical way because then the analytical my, part of my brain takes over and the games take freaking hours um, to play through. I'm tired by the end of the game and I just haven't had as much fun. I like 40k where the dumb stuff happens um etc mm. etc et and that's just that's just kind of where i've landed uh in, in in terms of preference really um i don't want to get too strategic and tactical with it i just don't get anything back out of doing that um so that's i'm going to kind of lean more into what's fun and not worried about whether i am going to be good at the game or not because um not caring about that and not having to i'm talking to our friend glenn about this uh, you know one of collect ultramarines um a while back uh when, when i was saying i was struggling with uh the many many things that take place in ninth you know he's like well you could just ignore that and carry on playing the game and it's like that's true but my opponent's going to be thinking primary secondaries whatever you're handicapping yourself at that point you're handicapping yourself you're going to end up having a game where it looks like you did badly and you might feel badly about it. if you just kind of remove the complexity uh and as long as your opponent's cool with that you know i don't want to be people be like well i really don't like open war then you know i'm not going to make not going someone says i want to come around for a game i'm not going to make them play the game the way i want it but i'm going to suggest it as an option it's your house your rules yeah <laughs> that's true but i'll probably or what i'll do is i'll just play the game and just forget that secondaries exist and just focus on the primary objectives to kind of keep myself sane no i think that's how i'm going to try things this year and see if it uh see if it makes uh for a more enjoyable game if it doesn't i don't have to stick with it that's the good thing about this <laughs> it's kind of flexible yeah yeah no I, I like i said i've never played open war so it'd be interesting to see what it's like uh i mean t- talking of open war and the, the more narrative games uh my fourth one is a delayed goal from last year because i didn't really get any games last year uh, and that is to start crusade so uh my now uh potentially future brother-in-law congratulations matt he proposed um which <laughs> sounds, oh, that's sounds awesome really... news yeah that's great. <laughs> yeah i just sounded really down about it no no, i'm really happy um but no he he really wants to start uh crusade so he's got uh i think he wants to do it with his white scars which would be really cool oh nice because uh, they've got all of the like the upgrade kits and they they seem really um they seem really narrative. Uh, so we want to, to start doing Crusade and we'll start building up our experience points, maybe uh, maybe extending it to different armies that we collect. Because uh, I do like the idea of uh, the 50 power levels, which is about 1,000 points. Um, so maybe that might be the gateway into a new army is when you write Crusade about it, because then you're like, oh, I really like these units. I'm really getting attached to them. I want to extend them into an actual army. Yeah, so that that might be the uh, the the way into an actual army these days, rather than just sort of reading books and uh, getting the combat patrol, I guess. Yeah, and it it kind of lends itself to that build up with the with the way the power levels change. You know, you can start the games at twenty five power level and scale up from there. So it's just pretty pretty yeah. easy going. Yeah, and then the twenty five power levels is the five hundred points, which is our standard intro army points limits that we've yep. played in the past. So yeah, yeah. um yeah, it, it maybe maybe with that extra twist it will um keep me motivated because uh, I'm staring at five orcs that are just grey plastic at the moment in front of me because the whole Black Templar release came out. Um, <laughs> I do eventually that, want to get around to them. 
Yeah, I, I, basically, basically this year I want to do orcs and I want to do tau. Of that, I don't know if I'll ever get around to them. Um, certainly one of the two, because I have a feeling what will happen is I'll finish my Black Templars, I'll start on my orcs, and then tau will come out, and then sort of twelve-year-old me will give a little <laughs> giddy scream, and I'll be all into tau again, and I don't want that to happen. But I kind of do at the same time. So maybe if yeah, I have well. a little, yeah, maybe if I if I do up the the combat patrol of orcs, and I get them out of the way, and then I can start doing maybe crusade with them. Yeah, because uh, might keep it combat going. patrol. That's yeah, that, that might be close to twenty five power level, uh, depending on how many um, points they are in the box, uh, and then start tower the same way. So uh, yeah, start crusade was my fourth. I thought, oh, a third goal, because actually there was a third goal, and that was play at least one game against Rich. So yeah. uh, hopefully that will happen this year. So I mean, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm only an hour and a half away now, actually. That's true. Um, it's true. But no, with 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 the kids, with the kids being more um, uh, less less volatile as as babies are, when you don't know when sleep patterns are, and sort yeah. of um, ne- never knowing here there where you're going to be here there and everywhere. Uh, yeah, they're settling down and it, it seems to be smoothing out. So maybe we can start uh, start getting some games in. That'd be pretty sweet. Final goal is to commit a little bit more to doing the YouTube videos. So I said when I did the whole terrain creator sure. thing, um, I was going to use that uh, YouTube a little bit more. And I've done quite a few videos on there so far. Um, I've got a whole good bunch so more. Yeah, thank you. That's good. Good to know. I have, I've got a few... Uh, ideas lined up and I kind of want to lean into doing that a little bit more regularly some will be quite structured when they're done more tutorial type and I plan to do a few more of the like vlog along with some of the some of the the commission projects and stuff that I get uh, I get along with so yeah gonna gonna kind of try and put a bit more into that I think I actually kind of enjoy it it's not that because I'm not doing it in a serious way it's not that time heavy you know, I know video editing takes okay. a long time. You know, for people who are doing multiple cameras, you know, like the TT guy, like the tabletop tactics guys do for their videos, and you know, serious sure. YouTubers do for their content. It takes hours and hours and hours for them to edit videos. I don't intend to go down that road. I think that's too nah. involved, and it's just not I'm not going to enjoy that. But the kind of stick my phone on a, a cheap tripod and yak about some hobby Ooh. bits that I'm doing and show people hobby what, expense. Show people what's going on. Yeah. Did, did, um, did your business expense that one? Yes, I have a business account. Absolutely. <laughs> totally tax deductible, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just kind of kind of do that. Still, still, still being quite loose and, and free with it. But um, yeah, I've kind of enjoyed doing that, and people have said that some of it's quite useful. So uh, might uh, might keep might keep that rolling and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think no. I I, I I really like the um, beige buildings that you've been doing. The um, I think you did a commission project for Bill, actually Bill Morlock, um, yep. and you did like a uh, like a beige style stonework with yep. um, with all the weathering effects on it. Which uh, yeah, so I've I've got that video saved. Oh, have you? Nice, nice. That that, that mm. helps my analytics. I think I really don't know. I'm about a million miles away from ever to, <laughs> ever getting any money out of it. But um, yeah, I'm gonna keep keep going on because it is it is pretty good fun. So yeah, those those are my goals. They're kind of loose. I'm not gonna want to commit myself to too much. Um, and uh, just kind of have some fun with the hobby and and not get so. St- it's, it, I I personally find it too easy to get stressed out by trying to do too much. 
Um, that's just my personal nature. So not doing that in the hobby setting is 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 helpful. That that can sort of stay around for the rest of real life and work and things. But uh, in in the hobby, I'm not gonna hold myself to too much. Yeah, I think I think that I'm I'm getting a bit like that where I'm looking at the tower and I'm looking at the orcs and I'm like I want armies of both. Just I don't know if I'm gonna have the time um, alongside this fifth goal. Uh, so my last goal is uh, starting terrain. So I've got um, fat mats and I have terrain kits that I have built, um, but I haven't even started sort of preparing them because at the moment they are just the bare minimal kits. I haven't like uh, put any um, texture paint on them. I haven't roughed any of them up. I haven't done anything with them. So terrain 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 i've got an idea for a board which is like a, a rundown x sort of mining colony so i'm actually on the lookout for one of the old uh, genes did drills that they had their their fortification that they had it was a massive massive drill yeah you can't get there um i couldn't i mean when i looked before it was sold out online it might be back in i don't know oh okay quite possibly i might, I might be able to pick one up on ebay or something nice, um, nice. If, if they are out of, out of production um but yeah it's a it's a x mining colony it's going to have like i said the 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 drills it's going to have like the refinery parts to it it's and eventually it might lead to one of my concept armies, which was the the mining colony Genestead Cult slash uh, Imperial Guard, um, uh, Imperial Guard um, armies, like a, cool. a really small army, just to, just to represent who would actually be on the planet. Um, but yeah, I've got I've got the fat map, which is like desert. I'm gonna buy some um, like desert rock terrain. And then incorporate these bits of met- metal work into them, um, so that Sounds they good. are not separate. So they're all all together. And in fact, when I was originally coming up with the concept, I was speaking to um, Mike Chef about it, um, and he's like, "Oh, have you seen one of our boards?" And it's never clicked. I've I've watched some of their their bat reports. Um, and I watched it back and they've pretty much done exactly the same thing. Although there's a bit more, um, it's a, like a overrun mine, uh, more than like a abandoned wasteland mine. It's more like a overrun, but they've incorporated the bits of metal work into the, uh, scenery pieces as well. So that's, that's nice. exactly what I'll be doing. And, uh, I've got my like sort of saved pictures and one of these picture boards that my wife does endlessly for different rooms in the house. I've got one for my terrain terrain boards so yeah it's uh is this a mood board dave yeah that's the one mood board um oh man i just i've just got a load of pictures and it's just uh yeah well it's just when i see something i go oh that's really cool and usually what i do is just screenshot it and then it's just one of the many screenshots that are mainly memes on my phone um so it's impossible to to search for them so it's, it's nice to have them all in one place but um yeah it's it's uh it's getting there that's pretty awesome, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, and, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm well behind this. It's terrain. Here's a surprise to no one. Well, yeah, and it's it's the first like board that I could feasibly do as well. So um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, there's I mean, essentially ignoring the play one at least one game against Rich. That's that's <laughs> uh, four goals as well, and all of them seem feasible. I don't know whether or not I'll finish the terrain this year. 
Um, but certainly right. starting it and, and getting getting it rolling this year is, is something that I want to do just for when, if people are coming down and have time to play a game, uh, then then I can host for once rather than going to everyone else's houses. It, it, it is good. It is good to have that option, mate. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, eagerly awaiting your progress with the terrain in the hope that you get thoroughly hooked. Yeah, yeah. I've got the, I've got the, uh, I think it's called the ferritonic something, ferrous tectonic, basically a big silo refinery thing. I've got yeah, that. Good. It's it's all from the Sectus Mechanicus. That's so it's going to be all of the Mechanicus yeah. stuff built into the natural rocks. That's cool. Um, yeah, and, and maybe like a cool little hole in the rock mineshaft sort of thing as well. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I found a good uh, few good uh, sort of 3D printed buildings that are more like silos and uh, vats nice. for where they would keep keep the like the ore and the, the refined metals and that sort of thing so yeah it, uh, I like it. it would uh in my head i've got an idea the problem is i can't have too many pieces because it's a 40k board in the end and you don't want to clutter it up no you don't um and having them as scatter items is good because then you can you can modulate how much you put on the board sometimes you might want a really scat clustered board for like a really narrative game or something and the rest of the time you you probably want to have it a bit more sensibly balanced well there's gonna be a lot of gantries so uh the classic necromunda people run open world necromunda yeah people run across gantries shooting stuff now we're talking but yeah so uh, there's a few good goals in there i think uh we'll do a ball we'll I think they're doable. We'll make a note of them and uh, refer back to them. Let's do a six-month uh, review as well. Oh, we're doing a mid-year uh, check-in, I think we? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we forgot it last year or, or we did Rubbish. it in like, October or something stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, because we are very on top of things we're here. We're so good at it. Hammer. But uh, yeah, let's, let's move on to the hobby tip. Just because I actually have to pay attention in this one because I'm running it. Um, oh yeah, I get to switch off, don't I, and, and just sort of look around the room or whatever it is that you do. Yeah, I do. I just go and get a coffee or something, and just do the occasional. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Well, I'm browsing memes or something. But uh, <laughs> what have we got? We've got third third party parts. So this this stems from the fact that I've started using third party parts, and uh, I have enlisted the help of my good friend Rich O'Keefe uh, to print me off some resin bits. Uh, this was for the Centurions, but you also gave me a load of uh, shields and uh, a cool-looking jump pack as well. So it was all of this um, uh, design work from VBit Studios. Uh, mm, so I bought their good. Templar pack. Um, and then the best thing about the STLs is you can just use them, use them, use them, because they are just files that you can print from. Yeah, um, yeah so you printed me off um, a load of bits, um, actually what I asked for, which was good good service would I mean, highly recommend it's usually what you do if someone asks you to do something you do the thing that they asked you to do it does it does help a lot yeah <laughs> i did i did specify which files they were because um yeah he he's done a lot of bits in that i mean it was it was like three pound fifty or whatever it was it was very good the, value uh, i bought some stls I yeah some stls and that was good value so there, there were a lot in there so um i have a load of bits i've stuck them to the centurions and i'll just go over a bit of working with them because yep. there are some pitfalls to them and some obstacles that you do need to overcome mm -hmm. the first being the obvious which is layer lines um 
you have got your resin printed down to a T, but it's still not ever going to be as good as injection molding. No, and the, the problem, I, I've got it down so that it eliminates layer lines, uh, the horizontal yeah. layer lines. The problem is when it's trying to print curved surfaces that are uh, curved in the XY direction, i.e. around, um, you run into the issue where you start to get the pixels actually start to show on a, on a very curved surface. And it's very yeah, difficult. Yeah, it goes, it goes a bit Minecrafty. Exactly yeah. the so, way to describe it, yeah. So, I mean, I've I've got around that with um, filing. I've got around it with slightly thicker paint. So mm-hmm. I usually thin my paints down, uh, but I use a slightly thicker paint on the shoulder pads, which was the area yep. in question, uh, just to sort of uh, smooth out slightly uh, the the um, slight... I mean, we're talking about like half a mil thickness. Um, oh, it's less than that, mate. Uh, it's not point three five. It's not. It's it's thirty five microns. If you want to be precise, there you go. There you go. So there it's go. it's really not obvious unless you're looking at it very closely. Um, but once I'd weathered it up, painted it, and all sorts, it's hardly noticeable at all. No, the problem is if you um, don't do the steps that you did. If you did something like a dry brush, that's when it really shows up. Yes, because um, yes. the, 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 I would not recommend dry brushing this because it will catch all of the edges. It would catch those edges. I mean, they are the same thickness as a human hair, but you, I mean, you, that's a, to, to put it in like context that people understand, but that is enough that you can see it um, if it's yeah. highlighted in some way, i.e. via a dry brush. So yeah, you really got to avoid, avoid using a dry brush when painting those parts. So the other bit, uh, which is a lot different, well, slightly different to uh, the sort of the plastic sprues that we get from Games Workshop is uh, the structure that holds the pieces in place when they are getting built. Um, so I've forgotten what you called them. Supports. They're called structures. Supports, there you go. Um, cutting those off, there are a lot of them. They're not held on very hard, so they're easy to break off. Um, but it's essentially scaffolding for around the part yep. when you print them off. Um, and obviously they are connected to the part. And with that comes the issue of removing them and removing them in such a way that you cannot see them and they are not obvious, which for these sculpts, um, they're very good because most of them are on flat surfaces. so They're good to shave off. Um, none of them are in any nooks and crannies. Um, mm. There were one or two bits which were on knuckles and I had to improvise and adapt <laughs> um to to remove them but yeah there there is a a bit of uh cleanup needed when it comes to 3d parts i've noticed uh printed parts i should say compared to the normal plastic injection molded stuff where it's just clip it off the sprue tidy up those bits and maybe a mold line yeah um and and the difficulty was that because i was giving them to you for you to do them I mm. would normally personally remove those supports before the post-printing curing of the resin to make sure it's 100% cured straight away and by like using hot water and stuff like that to remove them. The problem is I was giving them to you for you to take them home and do them. You don't have a curing station to make sure the parts are cured properly afterwards, so I had to make sure they were safe for you to handle before giving them to you. So it does make right. it a little trickier. Which yeah. would be the same if yeah, you ordered well, 3D printed parts from any provider. If people are going to order 3D printed parts off of Shapeways and all that jazz, uh, they will be fully cured for that exact reason. They can't put uncured resin in the post. Well, exactly. And is that something that you want to 
uh, expand on so that there is a uh, a bit of maintenance when it comes to taking the 3D part out of the printer. So you need to cure it. You have to cure it. So the, the machine obviously cures layer by layer the, the resin in order to turn it into a solid object, um, but it doesn't mm-hmm. fully cure it. Um, it's still uh, slightly tacky uh, in places. You have to wash the excess resin off, basically the uncured liquid stuff. You wash that off with a, a, a solvent. Um, and then after that, you have to fully cure the model. It's like uh, it's like part baked bread, right? It, it is right. It is baked. It is cured. Um, it's just still a bit too flexible, and it's not fully cured and fully hardened, and therefore also ever so slightly reactive. Um, if people have an irritation problem with liquid resins, because they can be an irritant for people, uh, which is why I wear gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be very good for me to give that to you, especially if you have two kids in the house, like. You know, I, I shouldn't be giving that outside of me working on it in my garage. So I have to post cure it. So I put it in a light box that uses UV light to make sure it's fully, the, the chemical reaction is fully completed and there's nothing left that's that's reactive. Yeah. So the, the, there is a there is a an extra few steps. Yeah. Uh, it's not just print out and, and yeah. And slap it on print your model. And print and play. Um, but talking of slapping it on your model, uh, the disadvantage of a 3D printed part is, although they may look very, very similar to the part that it is replacing or uh, is is um, joining to the model at uh, the part that it's joining to, um, it might look very similar, but it's not going to be 100% correct unless it's literally just a flat surface against a flat surface. Yeah. So, so with that, you may have to... Um, hack a bit and try and get it to a point where it fits together and if you can cover it up like i did with the shoulder pads that's great um but yeah the, the, there might be a bit of time spent on tidying up the connections between the part and the original kit i've found that in the past i've had friends that have uh, put 3d printed uh, storm shields on specifically and trying to connect those to mm-hmm. the old yeah to to the old arms that were holding the original storm shields um was not an easy thing even though no. the print is perfect and uh, it's even got the like, little section where you think it should fit it's not yeah. always going to be 100% so there are extra steps that you have to get them to uh, connect up so always dry fit first always dry fit don't just stick on glue and then hope it fix fits <laughs> after because we've all been there. And last but not least, just bear in mind where you are going to play. So in terms of 3D parts, I if I, if I were a tournament organiser, it's very much down to my opinion whether or not something is allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and is the most cases within within tournaments if you're going to a games workshop they are more than likely to say no unless it's like a tiny part that's that's not obvious or that games workshop don't do so i've seen um i've seen tau with the like the samurai flags on the back the store owner was fine with that because they're not um that they're sort of add-on items to a model rather than replacing like the heads or the shoulder pads or uh, anything like that. Shoulder pads, bit tricky 
because I guess it all depends on whether Games Workshop sell it. I mean, this is all from a Games Workshop point of view. It depends on whether Games Workshop sell that item. I mean, I've seen some fantastic printed... I've seen some fantastic printed, uh, like, embellished shoulder pads from certain chapters and certain armies. Whether or not they'd be accepted, I don't know. Um, and certainly in the case of my arms, I don't know if I'd be able to take these to a Games Workshop, the Centurions I'm I, referring to. I wouldn't expect to, mate, no. No, exactly, exactly. I think a standard tournament would accept them because they're obvious to what they are. They're not a yes. complete replacement model, but you would have to uh, read the rules, read the mission, pa- uh, read the tournament pack just to make yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, and always ask. So they'll probably want pictures. You just send pictures over and they're accepting that. Um, The bit that's a bit more lenient is um, decorations. So the shields that you've printed out for me, I'm going to stick on the side of tanks. They're not part of the model, essentially. They're they're, they're just um, cosmetic stuff. And I think they would, in the grand scheme of things, again, maybe not Games Workshop, uh, depends on the store owner um but yeah embellishment parts are a bit people are going to be a bit more lenient with um so yeah if if you've, you've got a custom um like storm uh, the little tilt shields that you've put all over your tanks or you've yep. got a um 3d printed know. like uh, scripture work or anything like that and you've stuck mm-hmm. it on the side of tanks or uh, flyers or anything uh, i think you're more than likely to get away with that um yeah, but so. just bear in mind your I suppose target audience uh, in this case <laughs> who you're playing against where you're yeah. playing it P- playing at home with mates no issues whatsoever P- playing at a an official games workshop tournament would be a different kettle of fish so For sure. uh, yeah just bear that in mind but uh, yeah that's that's all i've got unless you've got anything else to add no mate i think that uh, i think you covered it off nicely it's good to have your insight of having recently gone through it with your project and not me the person who does the 3d printing just spewing off about why i think it's wonderful it's good to have your kind of you know real experience of having having used it and uh, how it how it's worked out well yeah i mean like like i alluded to i think off air i have no issue with 3d printed parts to an extent if yep. they are it's when people 3d print entire models or proxy something in especially if it's already got a model in games workshop i would always push for someone to do a conversion from an existing product line within games workshop yeah yeah than 3d print an entire model because that's not on um yeah that's i mean if i was a tournament organizer i'd say no completely you start to get Um, to questionable territory then then it becomes yes. a, an ethical discussion rather than a very simple is it is it is it what it looks like or not sure sure but i mean for customizing armies if you've got um custom guard heads custom space marine shoulder pads custom like elder heraldry um i am all for that i think there's some amazing stuff out there and terrain the world of terrain oh, yeah, is transformed well. by 3d printing um so yeah it's it's all about the embellishments for me and and rather than entire models or entire parts of models yeah says the guy that's put 3d printed arms <laughs> on his models, but whatever <laughs> whatever whatever 
Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Um, talking of which, uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Floorhammer Podcast, our website, floorhammerpodcast.com, and our Instagram handle at floorhammer underscore podcast. So, yeah, without further ado, I think that's the end of the show. So, cheers, guys, for listening. Speak to you next show. Bye.